0: Hello and welcome to Diz After Dark, a Disney podcast of grown-ups that's not the same as all the others. Each episode we discuss the latest news from both inside and outside Disney parks and resorts, but with an adult twist. All views and opinions are our own and listener discretion is advised. Please lower your safety restraints as things may get bumpy, but if you're ready, we'll get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of This After Dark. I'm Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by only one other person. But what a person? I'm joined by Ryan. Good evening. It feels like it's been a long time since I've recorded. So. Well, I mean, you've obviously been busy recording your own podcasts. So, well, this is this is part you know, just as big for me. I'm but- yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> your own you know, podcasts that are your own baby, your own kind of creation. Yeah. You know, this is is more a collaborative effort. And I mean, by collaborative, I do everything and hopefully people turn up to join me. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I show up when nobody else is around. Well, I mean, you've been very consistent this year. I mean, if anything, the last few weeks I've let you down because I think there was... I think there was two recordings we were going to do and didn't because we'd kind of done pre-records, and then yeah, you've
1: had like guests and things,
0: yeah. And then and then last week I had a bit of a a, a reference that's going to date me now. Um, but I had a bit of an alpha fowler a moment and just went a bit mental and off the rails and couldn't face recording a podcast. So hopefully, no one else had a mental breakdown. Um, I feel like
1: I've got one coming this week already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully it's not too bad, but um. Many of the team are preparing for our trip to Universal and our Meet up, which is very exciting because we 've got people from who listen to one of the podcasts sometimes they they also listen to the other podcasts, but we 've got some that are just dedicated universal fans we 've got some that just dedicated disney fans so it 's going to be fun um but for that reason, I think people are kind of trying to get everything sorted and um, it's Skeleton Crew tonight. I've I've already packed.
1: That's a good effort.
0: I I never pack this early, and I've been really stressing about this trip because we're going hand luggage only. I think Craig oh, and Stuart are as yeah. well, but me and P Dubs are. And I've never done hand luggage only. Like Craig mocked me last time when we went because he's like, "We're only going for a weekend. We do you need a big suitcase for." I filled that suitcase.
1: Yeah, that stresses me out going to Orlando with just a a backpack.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're flying with uh, Voldemort Airlines. Um, I recorded with Chris at the weekend for Universal and our own podcast and um, didn't have glowing reviews. So, we're referring to them as Voldemort Airlines. But um, their onboard luggage allowance is pretty decent, it's mm. a reasonable size. Uh, or backpack and you're also allowed on like a laptop size bag as well so I thought I had the right size things and then found out the weekend I didn't my bag was too big so I had to buy a smaller bag my suitcase is fine um, but I've got most of the stuff that I need in um, the suitcase so the laptop bag will be overage really so it's not not too bad, and because custom- I mean, you- gone. I was
1: going to say, you say you've packed early today. I got home and found that um, Donna has got both, well, two of three suitcases that we're taking um, down from the loft. Um, bearing in <laughs> mind, I've still got just under five weeks to go. <laughs>
0: um, that is that is dedication. I
1: think, I think packing will start this weekend. If I'm honest,
0: yeah, um, I've. I've been looking at the weather and I've decided not to take any jeans. I was going to take a pair of jeans, but even at night, it's like 20 plus degrees. So I just yeah. thought, no, I'll be fine in shorts. So, I mean, that's, you uh, know me, like
1: November, it was, well, October into November, I'm out there. And I looked at the average temperatures and it's like 13, 14 degrees at night. And yeah, like, eh, that's fine. That's shorts weather for me.
0: Yeah. fifteen's is about my limit. Uh, I start to get a little bit nippy under 15. And we're talking centigrade American listeners. Um, yeah. You know, just because they're, they're going, what? Um, <laughs> How but, you're not cold. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so I've got, I've got more t-shirts than I need. But the problem is like, I find in Florida that because it's so hot and because we're going to be there for the day and the night as well, I'll probably need two t-shirts. Mm. Because I normally go and change before staying in spring. Uh, just to freshen up a little bit so that's been my biggest um issue is is making sure I've had enough t-shirts and I'll probably leave a few t-shirts there for my. because I'm going to buy some t-shirts from the event so yeah
1: looks good this
0: year yeah oh it's so good um but anyway we're not talking about Universal we're talking about Diz because this is Diz After Dark so let's start as we normally do uh Ryan have you got a drink?
1: I have and I'm gonna be up uh quite late tonight. So I've got a Starbucks skinny no-added sugar lactose free latte.
0: Uh very good. Are you still uh are you still on the lactose free then or is that just because you had it?
1: I actually I am not lactose free with like anything else, but these, these cold Starbucks are actually I prefer the lactose sugar free ones than the than the normal ones.
0: Yeah, I, I I um I don't know if I told you, but I had a stomach bug a few years ago and it actually made me lactose intolerant for only temporarily like about a month but um that was the first time I ever started to have anything that didn't have lactose in it and I actually mm. there was quite a few products I preferred
1: yeah so, it's surprising
0: yeah we don't need lactose
1: no I mean this has got like no added sugar
0: in it as well so yeah it's just- making it taste good <laughs> it's better for you so <laughs> There is that. Um, I started to crack open, and we'll now finish uh, a brew dog indie. There you go. So nice. Cheers. cheers. Oh god, that's so nice and cold. Right, um, we're going to start with the the first segment that we do, which is having a look at the Disney Park news. The Dad Disney Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys to find great prices for your next Disney holiday as well as letting someone take the stress out of booking your fast passes and your dining reservations. Contact Wendy at WPMagicJourneys.com or WP Magic Journeys on social media mention this after dark for a $25 off your deposit it is the smart way to book your dream disney holiday and there's been I'd say a fair bit because I said so we've not recorded for a few weeks and it, it I've noticed a few things i think it's been i don't know it's just cuz it's quite busy or or not but the first thing which borders on to another segment that we do. Um but is it's ramping up the hatred to the automated photo pass operators. Mm. Well you can't call them operators they're machines, aren't they? Um The Rise of Skynet. Yeah, it's the rise of Skynet. Um but it seems to have the last week or so I've seen more and more complaints about them and also, I've now seen some online petitions mm. about them as well. Now, you've not been there since they've started these, have you? No, but I've seen quite... The only good thing to come of this is
1: the hilarious photos that people have been sharing online of all of their photos being ruined by cast members bending down in front of the camera just to it goes <laughs> off and things like that. Um, there's been some absolute crackers on Twitter.
0: But yeah, it's not good. No, I've, the thing is, even, you know, taking those photos out, they just don't seem to have the same kind of um, effect that a photographer does. Because they can't
1: capture the magic no, at the moment. It's impossible. No,
0: the thing is, like, they start taking your picture when you kind of, when it's your turn. So they'll capture you kind of going up to the character and, you know, maybe have a little talk or them signing your autograph before you actually start posing. But it's all taken at the wrong time. Like an actual photographer knows when to take a picture.
1: Mm.
0: These just take pictures. And also as well, when you've got a photographer, they will say, um, right, you know, just, you know, move over slightly or, you know, hold your hand out or, you know, whatever. You don't have that because it's machine. You're not getting those same shots that you would do with a photo fast photographer. Um, Now, one of the things that I've seen that is rumored to be one of the reasons why they've started doing it. I mean, obviously it's a cost saving measure, right? We know that. But one of the reports that I did read suggested that it was because the memory makers had, um, you know, declined in sales. Mm. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, from a a UK perspective, you tend to get them thrown in for free if if you book a package with Disney. Mm. So I guess this must be more of a US thing. Um, They don't particularly promote it within my Disney experience. I don't think they particularly promote it at all, really. I mean, when you go into Universal, you're pretty much hounded by someone trying to take your photo and promoting some kind of photo service right from when you're entering the park. Um, Well, at least it feels a lot more like that than it does at Disney. Mm. And I don't really think there's any promotion at all from Disney other than, saying some of the stores that I've seen. Um, Now, I think that's both a good and bad thing. But they don't send... I mean, maybe you've seen otherwise, but I just don't think they're really pushing it.
0: No, I've got to... I mean, I think the... I think both times we got um, the Memory Maker. I don't think it was even called that when we first had it. Um, but I remember we went to... I'm sure it was in downtown Disney. There was like a place there where you could order or, or pay for the pass, and then you get your your bands and your key fobs and, and whatnot. Um, because this is obviously pre-Magic Band that I'm talking yeah. about. Um, but even with that, like... Yes, there was a count and There was a sign about the counter that told you like the, the photo package prices and everything like that. But it wasn't advertised on the buses. It wasn't advertised around the parks. There weren't posters up for it. You either knew about it or you didn't. Now we didn't. We've never booked direct with Disney. We've always gone with one of their uh, preferred partners. So, in fact, I think both times we went with Travel City Direct. So yeah, I've
1: been with that. Or well, no the back in the day their prices were brilliant.
0: Oh my god. I mean the first the first time we went, I think two weeks staying on I drive, but two weeks, all our tickets, Discovery Cove, um, you know, SeaWorld Universal uh, and Disney uh, I think cost us about two grand or something stupid, including flights. I-
1: I'm yeah, I, I, we had a similar thing. I think we go back if I go back maybe ten years ago when I uh it was I think Donna and uh it was our first trip together to Disney, but we'd been with my parents before. And we booked with Travel City and it was like two thousand three hundred for ten ten nights at Animal Kingdom Lodge and three or four nights at um Hard Rock, including tickets, flights and everything. Like Jeez. that's insane. And and dining plan. And now you know, I'm paying almost well over well over six grand for three weeks at the lodge. Yeah. So it's like, it's, a, it's it's come on a long way since then. Unfortunately, oh,
0: no. Our second trip, we was out for three weeks, and it was a week at Disney, week on iDrive, and a week at Clearwater, and all our tickets and all that kind of stuff. And it was just over two and a half grand, I think. Yeah. Two, nice, it? It's like it was just it was just crazy, absolutely crazy. Um. And yes, of course, staying off properties is is going to be cheaper. But we was in we were in decent hotels. We weren't in like two star, uh inns or anything like that. We was at a DoubleTree Hilton and the Hilton on the beach at Clearwater, and they were both pretty expensive. Um, so yeah, I mean that they used to, like the fabulous deals, but we didn't get it. We didn't get a photo pass with them, but. I think it cost about 150 maybe $200 for the package. And the thing is, when you're out at Disney for like two weeks, and I, I mean, I guess it's different, again, because Americans don't tend to go for that amount of time at a time. No. Um, but when you're out there for that amount of time, you get so many photos while you're out there. You know, we come back with hundreds of photos. So it was well worth the money. And then, of course, you Especially
1: get. Especially now. Well, yeah. With all the ride photos you get, that's like thrown in as well, that are been taken automatically.
0: That's it. And you get the, I mean, I think they still do, but like we got a CD ROM, I think one year. I think we got a USB the other year. But, you know, we got all of our photos included with that and they were copyright free. So we could go and, you know, print out copies if we wanted to, all that kind of stuff. Just really yeah, good value yeah. for money.
1: You download them all from from the. Um, you can get them all from the app, or they give you a a, lot, um, a link where you can go and, and just download them all.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I, I think it is good value for money, but it's as you say, it's not something they really promote, and for the majority of, of UK guests, as you say, it's chucked in for free. So yeah. probably a lot of people that would spend the money on it because I, I mean, it's I don't care. I think it is really good value for money. Uh, I agree. You know, I think well, I we was. paid. Well, yeah, well, I think we paid that for about the same amount of money for our photos at Discovery Cove.
1: Oh, the photos at Discovery Cove. Oh, Jesus, they just bend you over, don't they? There.
0: Oh, oh yeah. my god! But you're going to pay it because you're, oh, you're having these amazing pictures with dolphins and whatnot. Um, yeah. But in terms of value for money, but like the the memory maker is much better value for money. Um, yeah. So if it is down to that, I think it's, I think it's a shame and, you know, how much of that is because of their own kind of incompetence of not actually trying to do more with it or, you know, try and do, I don't, I don't Disneyland Paris don't do it particularly well, but when you go there, you get your photo pass, which I think it is it starts, it lasts 10 days. Or you can buy an annual photo pass if you're an annual pass holder, which will last you a year. Um, but I wonder if they might have been better doing something like that, where they have like, a can, cheaper you, option.
1: Yeah, because you can get one for, if you're an annual pass holder. Um, there is an option. But yeah, they, they, I just don't think they advertise it enough. And I, I don't know what, what part of them thinks that making these cuts is going gonna, is gonna to help with that. And it's not going to help them make any more money. Um, if anything, I'm less inclined to go and meet a character than I was before. And to be honest, I've just invested in the new iPhone 11 Pro Max or whatever it's called. Um, I'm just going to hand my phone to a cast member and get them to take a photo. That's probably going to be better.
0: Yeah, that's it. I think I think you're right. And I think a lot of people are going to be doing um, the same kind of thing because it's like, if they're going to take a better picture for you than a machine is. Is yeah. that's it um, but it's not the only thing that they've been cutting around the parks either um, I mean
1: uh, this is going to be one of my points as well it seems to be everything is being cut and it, it, always, it does always tend to tie in with the end of the fiscal year for Disney um, but this year in particular seems to have been pretty cutthroat
0: well the first thing I heard about was the, the Muppet show was going from uh, Liberty Square
1: which is the biggest? I think the crime since the Great Movie Ride um, that Disney have, have, have cut back on. I mean, at least the Great Movie Great Movie Ride is being replaced. Although, still not happy about it.
0: No, but this thing this seems to be a weird thing because the show's not been on that long, but it always three years. Yeah, flying reviews.
1: It's brilliant. Yeah. I I was there for the very first showing three years ago. Um, And I was blown away by how good the show was like seeing the Muppets perform live in front of you is, is amazing um, for one thing, but being that close to them is incredible. And I'm, I'm so gutted that I'm not going to be able to see that show again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gutted. I never got to see it in person um, because I've just not been back there um, since they started doing it. But it's not even just them, is it? The Perudica uh, Band in Africa. Yep.
1: They're going.
0: They're, they're going. Um, the, the Royal um, Majesty Makers as well.
1: Yep. The Jam uh, Jaminators um, and the Matsuriza, I probably butch that, sorry, um, are, be- are being reduced to five days a week, starting at the end of this month at Epcot.
0: The Coco Puppets going. Yeah, it's only just arrived. I find bizarre because... There's only one person that operates that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that. as far as I know, the band's not going anywhere.
0: No, um, and also I heard uh, I can never remember what the, what he's called, but you, the the tree in Animal Kingdom, you know, that walking tree, tree or plant. Oh yeah, 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 right.
1: yeah I know, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Apparently, apparently, uh, that's that's being axed as well. Oh, that's a shame. I mean.
1: For me, all of that is is just completely inexcusable. It's the kind of things that stand Disney out above the other, well, above the competition. And without that, they're just a park with rides, like any other theme park.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like Universal, uh, you know, have had the Blues Brothers, I think, pretty much since day one. Mm. And you know, they've got other characters, you know, uh, Scooby Doo. Um, they come out quite often. Um, Doc Brown you see quite often out in the park as well and then you get like kind of Marilyn Monroe impersonators and and stuff like that but I wouldn't say they're kind of abundant with characters and it's a much smaller park as well obviously Um, so I and also I suppose the thing is like Disney have, have made their name doing this you know everyone imitates Disney's idea of a theme park like, they steal ideas and, and do things in their own way. And, you know, they're going to end up, like, being, like, Universal in terms of, like, actual live entertainment. And they're yeah. being so little of it because they're cutting so much back. I just think it's – I think it's short-sighted.
1: It's not the way to, to answer uh, what seems to be a low-attendance summer for both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. It's not the way to answer problems. The way to answer problems – is, in my opinion, to lower the ticket prices, because that seems to be the primary blocker, uh, which they're not going to do. But cutting down on entertainment is not going to encourage your annual pass holders to renew. It's not going to encourage people who go every year to come back. And I think those are the people that are are not coming back. I don't think it's first timers that are being put off necessarily, because you're saving for that big Disney trip. That's not going to stop you from saving. It's a couple of extra £100 or $100. But you your annual pass holders whose costs have just gone up hundreds of dollars. And, you know, if you're going back every year, you might have to push back to every 18 months or every two years. That's the kind of people, it, by the looks of it, that are not coming back or not renewing. And to be not offering anything new, um, let's be honest, until 2021 now, maybe next year we'll see something. And then to cut everything that people like, it just seems a bit crazy. Now, I would argue that some of this isn't particularly going to please annual pass holders. Um, most of the time, I'll be honest, I've walked through everything that we've just gone through apart from The Muppets. It doesn't interest me personally, but that doesn't mean that it, people aren't interested. They're always full. Every single one of those performances we've just covered off has people watching them and quite a lot of people watching them every single time I'm there.
0: And I mean, that eats people up, Right. You know, if yeah. you've got 50 to 100 people uh, watching a band perform for 15 minutes, that's less people queuing up for a ride. Yep. That's, that speeds that down. So, you know, it's a way of of trying to reduce what people are try- you know, crowd levels and stuff like that. So, and, and the thing is, like you said there, you go every year or so, or mm. 18 months, per push, whatever. Um, You because you're not there that often, you you know, when we go over there for, you know, a two week trip or whatever, we've got a lot of stuff to do in two weeks, right? Yeah. But when you've got people that are going to the parks three, four, five times a year because they're locals or because they can travel in, that's the kind of thing that they will probably spend more time watching. Because there's only so many times you can do the same attractions over and over again. You Mm -hmm. want to break that day up, you want to see different things. Um, you know, if you and if you are really into like music or if you're into like a performance, that's another reason to go and watch these things. So I mean it, yeah, it, it's not
1: difficult in my mind to to bring people into the parks. What I would do is, oh, by the way, this month the Jaminators, we know obviously Interventions has just closed, the Jaminators are gonna be playing the uh the interventions theme as part of that daily set. Mm. Amazing. Epcot fans are going to see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um the Burdick band oh they they're covering songs from uh the Lion King for the next three months amazing people are going to go and see that it's it's just madness and uh, who's making that decision I mean it could it's it seems like it's someone below chapek if, if you know we can all blame Chapik for everything but I can't see that it's him removing um shows personally um across stuff like that I would have thought he's got bigger things to worry about mm. um it, it's it's looking like people—they're just trying to balance the books before the fiscal year ends. You know, they're, they've maybe they're, they've lost money this quarter in the parks. It's entirely possible, and uh, they're balancing the books out in time for the the big shareholder meeting.
0: Yeah, very much. It could be that, but as you say, it's it's not really the the answer to it because you know this is the first year in um, nine years that I'm going to a Disney park. I only went to Disney Springs last time this year I'm going to Hollywood Studios which people are already already saying to me is the worst idea um, in terms of you know what's there compared to you know the other parks. I'm obviously going there mainly for Star Wars. But mm. I've got to be honest like I am nowhere near as excited to be going back as I should be having not been there so long because it's it, everything I hear is doom and gloom. Um, well, yeah, there's nothing going to me. Like, you know, I need, you know, this is bringing me back. All it's saying to me is actually Disney are trying to cut corners. They're doing that. They seem to be following like what people blame Disneyland Paris are doing for years and years and years, which Mm. is like, you know, cutting back on staff, not doing things, um, not making improvements where they should be. And, you know, instead of what they're doing, he's putting the prices up while they do that. Um, it just doesn't seem like a good combination to me. And I, you know, with the, with the as you said, like the, the price rises that, you know, we keep seeing year after year and the fact they're scaling stuff back, there's going to be a point where that attendance is going to continue to drop. Unless yeah. they're not really giving people a reason to go and cutting st- more stuff back just seems to be the wrong way um, to, to get people to come back to the parks.
1: Yeah, completely. I mean, I think with the Muppets, for me, it's very clear that Disney has no idea how to handle that franchise anymore. Um, I don't think it ever did. I mean, no, to be fair. I, I, I didn't so much mind the the rebooted movies. I thought there were the moments in that that captured the the essence of the Muppets. Oh, I thought so the they first
0: movie was, was great. The second one, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking it was all over the place but everything they've done with the muppets has just seemed to be oh let's just hope it works you know the first movie as we said did really well the second movie didn't so then like okay no more movies let's take them to tv and let's put them rather than do the muppet show let's kind of do the office is popular that was popular let's let's do it like the office and that didn't really work and now they're They've already cancelled one of the products uh, projects on Disney Plus, haven't they? With the Muppets?
1: Yeah, they're still. I mean, the, I think the rebooted Muppet show is still happening,
0: right. um,
1: but it, it's the other one that they cancelled. But uh, like, they just seem to forget that the Muppets is is silly, it, but it's also funny and it's also clever and it it's like a spoof of itself. And people, they just I don't understand. There's surely writers out there that know how to write the Muppets. And I'm not quite sure why Disney hasn't figured it out yet, because it really isn't difficult. Um, I mean, the other side of Jim Henson's stuff that's currently on Netflix is The Dark Crystal. And you could not be truer to the life and soul of that movie with the series that they've just produced for that. I mean, if Netflix can do it, surely Disney can. Disney are meant to be the best storytellers in the world, right?
0: Absolutely. That's what they say. Um, Let's let's move on
1: on galaxy's edge very quickly
0: yeah two things one
1: is just going back to cutting corners um animatronics breaking down constantly within a month isn't good and is a sure sign that some corners have been cut um yes we're still in within month one so you could argue that they're eyeing out the kinks but presumably they work the same as the ones in disneyland mm-hmm. uh however my parents just arrived back um yesterday morning on a Thomas Cook plane, one of the last ones. Wow. Uh, yeah, they got lucky. And um, my dad, as a Star Wars fan, thought the the land itself was absolutely incredible. Um, they haven't told me much about the ride. I don't think they were overly impressed with it. Mm-hmm. But they said that the land is just insane. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm most looking forward to seeing. I'm um, I'm not so interested in Smuggler's Run. I kind of know it's going to be a basic simulator, but the land itself. And I'm just looking forward to having a drink in a Star Wars cantina. That's insane.
0: Well, that's, and that's exactly what we're doing. Um, I mean, we will we'll obviously go on Smuggler's Run as well. Um, yeah. And thankfully, the queue times definitely seem to be on, on a decline for that already, which is good moves for us. Um, but, you know, I was talking about it with, with Chris the other night on um, Branch and Ripley, and um he said you know like the, the first time was horrendous and the second time worked really well and um that's bec- that's down to who you're doing the ride with and how much they want to interact because it is mm-hmm. an interactive ride and if you've got and he said like you know we had two pilots that didn't know what they were doing didn't speak english didn't really want to be there and it was just an awful uh ride for the duration um and i i questioned whether or not we might see a split in time, at some point, um, similar to what they have done with like Mission Space, with like the more intense, less intense, and had one where it is just a ride.
1: Star Wars like, fan, not Star Wars fan.
0: Well, no, you know, like you know, if you want, you know, if you want to interact this way, if you don't yeah. want to interact that way, and just have it as a as a pure sim- simulator, and then that will hopefully iron out the uh, the the kind of good bad experiences you can have.
1: Um, yeah, I've also heard the biggest problem is. That if you've been on it and you know about the pilots, then people are kind of having a little a few arguments about it because the other two positions aren't great.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Um so that's the other thing I've heard. But and I mean I've not seen it. I've kind of tried to avoid at least the footage as much as I as I can. I've I've read lots of opinions on it, but I'm looking forward to riding it either way.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the bit I'm looking forward to the most. Um I've got the comic books. I'm going to read those um before I fly out on Thursday. There are only five issues. It's not going to take me too long so uh, to give you a bit of background about the the land but uh yeah, I mean at least I've got that to look forward to so um just quickly, I don't know if this is something you place you've ever been to, but um the scat Cats Club down at paul Lings. you ever been you ever been frequent?
1: Oh, I stayed at Port Orleans, so I must have been at least past it, but I don't I don't recall going in. Which is, which side is it?
0: A French Quarter.
1: Oh, I must have been in it because I stayed there.
0: It says, uh, coming this October, the lounge will expand to a larger space and will serve signature beverages alongside bar food inspired by the Big Easy. Um, mm-hmm. I think I went out with somebody called the Big Easy once um <laughs> the scat cats club will offer live jazz music five nights a week i don't know what they do now so i don't know if that might be seven. <laughs> but yeah exactly will be down from seven um but regardless i mean if they if they're cutting live stuff in the parks and bringing it to the hotels again i don't think that's really what people are after either but um yeah i mean if uh You know, if that sounds like your bag, you can get yourself some beignets um, and you're going to be doing it in a larger area. So, um,
1: Where's that? Uh, Sorry, when does that open? October?
0: October, yeah. Mm. But I think think the original is open now, but I think the expanded version is what's going to open in in October. I'll
1: have to see when they are playing because I enjoy a bit of jazz. I won't tell Donna that there's jazz there because she hates it, but... um, (laughs) I'll buy what a drink, you that seems fair, isn't
0: it? Yeah, buy a drink and a beignet, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, right, a question for you. What do you think about the new Tomorrowland entrance marquee?
1: Um, half of me thinks it looks futuristic and cool. The other half thinks it looks cheap and they've they've just done something for no real reason. Um also it looks it doesn't look particularly good at night, and Tomorrowland is my favourite my favourite land at Magic Kingdom, especially at night.
0: I have not seen it at night. Um, I've only seen photos of it in the daytime, but, you know, the one thing it's missing is neon. So yeah. you can see already that it's not going to really stand out at night anyway. Um, it's just kind of
1: white at night. It's just kind of lit up white.
0: Yeah. It's, um, you know, I'm just looking at a picture while we're talking about it. It's, you know, I suppose aesthetically it's it's quite uh, quite a look, but it looks cheap. It looks like it's made of plastic.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of the movie more than anything else.
0: Which is all right, look right. cheap and made of plastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: but that's just shoe Laurie's face. <laughs> I'm just, he's aging gracefully, to be fair. That was a, that was a that was a poorly tasted joke, and I feel terrible for it.
0: Ha- hashtag no filter. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, yes, I can definitely see, you know, I, I can see that influence as well, which is even more bizarre considering that Tomorrowland itself looks nothing like it does in that movie. So it seems a bit to be an odd choice. To, I mean, I know that they've not stolen it completely from that movie, but you can see the influence from that movie, which, let's not forget, bombs, And, yeah, yeah it, it just just feels a bit weird. And I don't like the stone either right at the base of it like i don't understand what that adds to it at all like either make it all of the same material and the same color or don't
1: what i don't get is is what the need for replacing the sign was i mean unless the the whole sign was about to burn down um for for you know some reason that we don't know it fits it fit perfectly with the entrance of that land now There was no mention of a Tomorrowland refurb as part of D twenty three. No, had that happened, I would be like, okay, well, they're probably going to be refurbing the rest of the land and to make it look more futuristic, which would be cool. And I think if you did that, the sign might fit in a bit more. But adding one ride at the back of the land, Tron, doesn't mean that the sign kind of works. And it just, yeah, it just looks a bit cheap. And there's been lots of debate, kind of for and against it, but. I'll see what I, what I think in person, but for me, looking at the pictures, especially at night, it looks like Disney have just done a half-assed job on something again.
0: Mm. Yeah. It, 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 it's almost like um, they had a surplus in budget for Tomorrowland signs. Yeah. But we'd better spend the money rather than lose it. Um, as you say, th- there's no reason for them to do it. Nothing's changed. And the only thing that is changing that land is still two years away. Right. Know, so, what's the point? Why now? You know, if you're doing it for that reason, why now? Why not just wait another two years? Just bizarre. Um, just another few bits from me. Um, the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam Holiday Dessert Party is back this year. They've announced. Uh, I've still
1: never seen this, so I'm, I'm looking forward to um, to seeing it this year. I think I don't I can't remember when it starts. I think it's when I'm over there.
0: Uh, the eighth of November is the first night
1: cool so it definitely is last time i was at hollywood for christmas uh we had the
0: osborne lights so sharon i still got very disappointed <gasps> when I realized that wasn't what it was about
1: well I, I mean i was shouting sharon the whole time so <laughs>
0: it
1: would have been the year i was there <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean i i've never seen it in person um because it's things to prep and landing i think it's it's quite fun even though they've they've done nothing to that franchise in in the last like eight or nine years. Um it's nice it's still representing the parks because it's one of the, their better Christmas offerings I think of those two short mm-hmm. films. Um the 8th to 21st December the price is $89 per adult and 53 per child. That's so up $10 from uh, what it was last year. Um December 22nd through January 1st it goes up to $99.
1: Yeah, I was about to say I I'm hearing rumors that all dessert parties will be going up to $100 very soon and that Jesus. seems to confirm it.
0: That is that is crazy. Yeah, i mean, I, you know, I get it's going to go up a little bit more Christmas week, but even so that's for a dessert. So that's party. The,
1: what I've heard that's a, that's going to be a permanent increase mostly starting from January next year. Um it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money and in some cases it's like $30 more. And again, it's like Disney putting prices up without giving you any more.
0: It's true, but I will just say one thing to you, Ryan, which may or may not, you know, confirm your attendance to this dessert party. Uh, and those two words are gingerbread martini. Oh, I'm in. So you've got that to look for. There's there's other food offerings and stuff, but who cares? I'm not reading out all that Yes. Gingerbread martini is where it's at. Um but- I've got two books already actually.
1: So oh, really? I've got, yeah, I've got the Happily Ever After dessert party and the Epcot Forever dessert party and the Epcot Forever is unlimited booze. Very good.
0: So and you'll certainly make your most of that.
1: Oh, oh, Disney will be losing money on my ticket. <laughs>
0: um speaking about christmas well more more towards new year actually um animal kingdom is going to host new year's eve for the first time since the year 2000
1: that's pretty cool
0: i wonder i wonder why now well i wonder what it is about this year compared to you know the last 19
1: yeah it's a bit old isn't it
0: hmm so, they'll, but it'll be open till midnight. They'll have DJs in uh, Discovery Island, Asia and Dinoland USA. Um, and then the New Year's Eve countdown show on the Tree of Life itself.
1: I mean, I'm up for that. I think um, it makes sense to try and spread the crowds outside of Magic and Epcot, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Uh, they'll obviously, well, not obviously, but there will not be any fireworks. there will just be music project- projections and light displays.
1: Because obviously animals love lots of light and loud music until 1am.
0: That's, that's what I was thinking. I'll start thinking, well, yes, of course, you know, that makes sense because of, you know, those reasons. But, um, yeah, it's not like the music's going to be, you know, if it was like a silent disco, I'd go, well, yeah, of course that, that's can you imagine? Uh, I'd imagine they'd charge a pretty penny for it. That's why.
1: I'd love to go to a silent disco at Disney though. That'd be great.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. um, and uh, that's it, really. Um, they've announced some new, um, or, or some of the other uh, line-up for the um, Candlelight Procession. Um, I'm just having a look. Gary Sinise. Isn't there? Oh, uh, I could Pat... pitch my album to him. Yes, you can. Yeah, that's uh, that's a deep cut if you don't listen to... It uh, is, <laughs> <that's pretty laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, uh, Pat Sajak as well. Um, I don't think I saw him announced before. And uh, Isabella Rossellini. I have no idea who that is. Uh, she was pretty famous in the early 90s. Is she, where is she from? I think she's Italian. Um, but yeah, she, she made quite a famous cameo in Friends once, as I think Ross's crush or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's she's not... A particularly well known actress nowadays hasn't really been anything uh major for a while. I think she does a lot of stuff in Europe now but uh, okay yeah it's, it's a it's a she's a, a fairly famous name for a generation of people but mm. yeah you you not knowing who that is does not surprise me um because she's just not been that famous um and was there anything else that you had about the Parks?
1: Uh, last thing from me I mean most of mine were about the cuts actually but the last thing I had is a bit of positive news and that is that the Winnie the Pooh meet and greet has returned to the UK Pavilion at Epcot after That's being long. away for about three years I think yeah three years it's been gone um, so don't know what he's been doing for three years um, it doesn't take that long to to refer Robin um, Christopher Robin's room but there we go maybe they've been renting it out to someone
0: um, it did, he did pop, pop up on Airbnb so yeah. I don't know if that might have had something to do with it and you've got to remember as well they've been busy making uh the Christopher Robin film um, and they had to go on a press tour for that as well doing all those press junkets so you know they probably just need a little bit of a break after all that travelling
1: yeah I mean I have heard vicious rumours that Bob Chappett likes to play with the toy planes in there so um don't know I mean I can't confirm them but the things are just just Sharing
0: what i've heard you know also can't deny so um (laughs) right we'll quickly go and just have a look at the news from outside the parks in that case the diz after dark general news is sponsored by hhnunofficial.com the home of halloween horror nights news and rumors all year round for all things halloween horror nights at both hollywood and orlando visit hhnunofficial.com and the one that's been causing uh, a bit of an uproar in our little Facebook group today uh, has been Angela Jones Five, AKA mm. Why Are They Even Bothering?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know why.
0: It's um, yeah, it, it's been a bit of a merry-go-round on the script. They've had various people involved, and it now looks like the the person who uh, originally started it, he's now back to finish it.
1: I mean, do you remember when they had these problems when indie 4 came out? Yes. Like how, well, how well that movie turned out to be.
0: Well, also as well, um, David Carr, who started the project, got pushed out for Jonathan Kazdan, and apparently uh, Dan Fogelman was working on it. As well, who did "This Is Us" or "Does This Is Us," which is actually quite a good show. Um, he's now back, uh, leading the writing on it, and he wrote "Crystal Skull."
1: Yeah, I mean, who in their right mind would give that writer another job on indie?
0: Yeah, I mean that—that that is just bizarre to me.
1: That's the boot for Kathleen Kennedy, surely, surely. If that's her call, cool. surely it is her call. Cool. Yeah, it will be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing, to be honest.
0: No, it's it's It seems like Lucasfilm's in a bit of a state of flux. I mean, this kind of reminds me a little bit, like you know, to us talking about this, like we are, is a little bit about how I feel about Fox at the moment, because yeah. obviously, you know, once Disney took over, Dark Phoenix came out, which they didn't do any promotion for and uh, flopped to the box office, rightfully so. I mean, it was an awful film, don't get me wrong. And um, they've released another few Fox films over the summer. They've all been quite low-key. And this weekend saw the release of Ad Astra, which, mm. uh, disappointingly for British people, is not anything to do with Pizza Express. And, uh, but it did have Brad Pitt in it. So there was a bit of hype around it, and that's that's pretty much bombed at the box office as well. Um,
1: well, the only good thing that seems to be coming out from Fox this year is um, Jojo Rabbit.
0: Oh man! And, and look, I'll be honest; that is definitely not something that would have got greenlit under the new regime.
1: Well, I've heard that Disney aren't particularly happy with it, but <laughs> they, need, they need to stay in his good books, don't they? Really, um, he's really the best person to take Thor moving forwards. So, and it's done, right? It's been it's been made, but it looks hilarious.
0: Oh, I mean, it's it's got. Um, Oscar season written all over it. I think yeah. they might try and do a bit of a campaign for it. Um if you haven't seen the trailer for it, it's uh the new film by uh Taker who uh directed Thor Ragnarok and he's gonna be back to direct uh Thor is it Love and Thunder?
1: Love and Thunder, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so he's obviously great. Uh that film was great, and his previous film well his previous films have been really good as well. Um, especially Hunt for the Wilder People, which if you haven't seen, go, go and check that out. Um, but in this film, uh, it's set in World War II, and he actually plays uh, Adolf Hitler um, as the imaginary friend of a young German boy during World War II. And if that sounds awful, go and check out the trailer because it's not the kind of film that you think it's going to be. Um, it looks quite heartwarming. looks really funny as well. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. But it just feels with me that they're almost not trying to push the Fox slate. And maybe it's because all the films that have been done haven't had their involvement in. But it almost feels like they're they're trying to get these films to fail. And I can't really understand why.
1: Well, Bob Iger came out today, I think, in an interview um, and said... Again, this is definitely setting the scene for shareholders. It' it's a shareholder meeting. I think it's coming up soon. Um, and he said, "Well, all of the Fox movies uh, would have would have uh, basically bombed without Disney's involvement, anyway." Um, and I kind of see what he's where, where he's coming from as they didn't have any involvement in it. But also, I mean, you would say that, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, and, and I also saw a quote that. Robert uh, Rupert Murdoch was really annoyed when Lucasfilm got sold to Disney.
1: Yeah, I saw that as well.
0: Really sweating feathers because he felt that... Well, I don't know if he actually said this publicly or not. I mean, I, I didn't know about it until today. Um, but because, obviously, they had released nearly all of Lucasfilm's movies up mm. until that point, um, that they should have basically had first dibs if they were looking to sell. Um, and I can kind of...
1: Okay, it's his In point, but I mean, I, I mean, are any of us wanting to do business with Rupert Murdoch?
0: Well, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, he hasn't brought that into the, into the question, has he?
0: I do as little business with that man as possible. I don't buy his horrible newspapers. I don't pay for his horrible TV channels. So he's, I try and hit him with it. the
1: real out. life, Mr Burns.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would be shocked if... Matt Groening didn't come out, and or he probably has at some point come out and said he was an inspiration. We know we've obviously seen him parodied in The Simpsons, mm. but I'm sure he would have driven like some of the inspiration for Mr. Burns from that. Um, 100%. But yeah, Indiana Jones Five it's still expected to come out in 2021. They haven't announced when they're filming it. We've been given dates before, and they've gone they've gone past. Um, one of the reasons apparently of Harrison Ford doing The Force Awakens was because he'd get to do another Engineer Jones film. I mean, I don't know how true that is because I can't see that he was that bothered to do another Engineer Jones film. Maybe he was. But it just, at this point, at this stage in his career, at his age, it just doesn't sound like it's a good idea anymore.
1: Unless he's ch- chasing Nazis around a retirement home, it's just not going to work, is it?
0: <laughs> I, I can't see. I honestly can't see how it is. So uh, I'm sure we'll have more updates about Engine Jones 5 in about four years' time when there's some more news to talk about it. Um, and the only other thing, and it is slightly cheating because it is also about the parts as well, is that uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, at the Walt Disney Presents uh, Theatre, they will be showing... Preview scenes from Maleficent Mistress of Evil.
1: Well, if they we want, wanted to get more people into that, that's not going to do it.
0: Well, the the bad news for me is um, the previews begin on the 27th of September, and I'm going on the 29th of September. Um, the good news is they're not going to force me to go in there.
1: Well, I, I would advise going in there, looking at all of the, the great stuff that they've got in the collection, and then just walking through the theatre and leaving before the show starts.
0: That's not actually a bad shout. That is probably quite fun, actually. Because so.
1: the, the stuff they've got in there is really cool. Um, some of the old animatronics and Disney's drawings and his like writing desk and all that kind of thing. Um, that stuff's awesome. And they've got like the models of galaxy. The last time they did, they had the models of Galaxy's Edge and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'd skip the Maleficent trailer.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you know, One Mainstream's brilliant. Um, Mm -hmm. I know they've got uh, the Eternals thing in there at the moment so I think P-Dubs was was kind of like elbowing me to go and have a look at it Um, so we might end up in there anyway but uh, yeah I'm just not bothered about seeing clips of Monificent I mean I'm I'm probably going to have to go and see it um, just for the sake of being able to slag it off properly Um, and I mean look the only positive thing I can say about it is it doesn't look as bad as the first Monificent that's true but it is such faint praise at this point that, you know, I don't really know what else to say. But, uh, was there any other stuff outside the parks that um, you wanted to bring to the table?
1: Um, only that the the Frozen 2 trailer dropped today. Oh, um, gosh, yes, of course it did. And it actually, it actually looks okay. I still think it's a, a crime that we've not seen a sequel to. Big Hero Six or Zootopia, but we're getting the green light on Frozen and probably and probably Frozen Three. Let's be honest, um, but it, it does look You know, I'm not saying that Frozen was a bad movie because it wasn't, but um, this movie does look pretty good. Um, I just think that the Big Hero Six and Zootopia universes have have uh, more interesting stories to tell.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we all expected after the first one that um, we'd see a, a sequel to Big Hero Six, and I, I know they've done the cartoon series. So it's mm. not like they've, they've made it uh, dormant, but you would thought that would have been more shooting for a sequel or just a shooting for a sequel. Um, and actually the same with Zootopia, like both of those films really kind of left the door open to other possibilities. Yeah. They were, and they, you know, they had an ending to them. They weren't open-ended, but you definitely thought, Oh yeah, there's much more that we could learn about in these films. So I'm a little bit surprised. I know they're, moving away a little bit um, in animation terms away from sequels but um, yeah I I think they could have done more with those is this
1: the only the animated sequel to get to be released in theatres or am I making that up Um, if you exclude Pixar I can't think of any others obviously you have a lot of straight to video back in the day
0: Um, no the first one was The Rescuers Down Under
1: Oh, they got released uh, for theatres, did it?
0: Yeah, and I want to say, but I could be wrong. But I'm sure Return to Neverland had a mm. run, but I could be wrong. But I'm sure it wasn't to video. I'm but sure it's been a,
1: it's been a while, at least.
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, e- even if even if um, Peter Pan wasn't, oh, sorry, Return to Neverland wasn't. Um, the rescuers down under was 1990, I think.
1: Yeah, something
0: so, like that. Yeah, so yeah, a, a long time, a long time. Um, I bet we've missed something out really glaring that... <laughs> yeah, I was like, just trying to think. Profile, I'm stuff. sure we haven't. I'm sure everything else has been, you know, like Emperor's New Groove, Crunks New Groove was straight to video. Yeah, um, Liking
1: 2 3 was straight to video.
0: Yeah, Home on the Range 2, um, that obviously went straight to hell. I mean, how, uh,
1: how that even got a straight to video sequel was beyond me.
0: No, it, I, th- I think, thankfully, it didn't. I really hope it didn't. I'd be really embarrassed if it did. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, because I've never right heard of it. To be honest. But, Jesus, that film.
1: I yeah, thought... they went through a bit of a, a bit of a bad run, didn't they, Disney, there?
0: I quite like Chicken Little. but
1: you know, I haven't seen it in years, so I, I can't... I feel like I didn't like it, but it's been so long that I don't remember it well enough to say that I hated it.
0: I think it's the other way around for me. I think, I remember thinking, oh, this wasn't too bad when I saw it. And when I had not seen it in so long, I probably would think, I oh, actually, it was pretty awful. Yeah. So, uh, one day I'm sure I'll watch it with the kids or something. Um, right, that was all the kind of news that I had. Um, I know we've got limited time, but, um, and I know you've talked about it, in detail on the theme Part trailer. So uh, if anyone hasn't listened to that, go and listen to what episode was it? Episode? Oh,
1: uh, good question. Two Let me just back. find out. It was two <laughs> weeks back. Whenever that was, it was uh, episode 187, I believe. Yeah. 187.
0: Well, if it wasn't just go and listen to that one anyway, and then find the right episode afterwards. But um, you've obviously booked your, your honeymoon trip. Yes. Um, you went in quite a lot of detail on that episode about it, but uh, do you want to give us some kind of like select highlights about what you're, you're going to do?
1: Yeah, sure. So like, we, um, I think I've mentioned it on the, on this show before, but we're going for three weeks. We're staying, which is an insane amount of time, but anyway, but we're staying at animal kingdom lodge for the entire time. Uh, which is also insane. And it's literally going to like our room at the end of that trip is going to look like my, my flat does now. um, but we're um, doing loads of stuff we've never done before. I've mentioned a couple of dessert parties on on this show. Um, we're doing a hot air balloon ride over the Everglades. We're doing behind-the-seeds tour at um, Epcot, which I just booked this past weekend. We're doing the Kilimanjaro Safaris walking tour, which we've never done before. That's probably the most expensive thing we're doing. Um but I've heard nothing but glowing reviews of it, so I'm looking forward to trying that. And um, we're doing two nights at Halloween Horror Nights, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot to those of you that listen to Universal After Dark, but uh, I've only ever done one night before, and that was last year, and, and Donna's not been to the event at all. So we're both looking forward to that. And seeing Galaxy's Edge for the first time, which will be amazing. Like It'll be a four-half-hour, half four in the morning start for that but hopefully um hopefully worth it but yeah we just have so much booked here we've got restaurants booked that we've never been to before um and yeah it's there's new shows like epcot forever that we've not seen so it's just going to be a full three weeks um what i'm going to be doing is is kind of jotting down as much as I can when I'm over there and um, I'll be covering off all of the new experiences. Um, I'll see by trailer, but also on here as well.
0: Yes. Yes. And and we appreciate that. You've got to take it home. You've got to do it on the big show, but we'll have your scraps. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it sounds incredible. I mean, I don't know enough about the Behind the Seeds tour. Um, is that around Living with the Land? Living with the Land. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, um, that, sounds, that, that already appeals.
1: It's only, I think it's like an hour's walking tour. It's It was only $50 for both of us. So we thought, ah, oh, screw it, we'll give it a go. I don't, we didn't think it was too bad.
0: No. I mean, there's much worse value stuff that you could be doing. And yeah, I mean, if you like that attraction anyway, which I think we both do, um, yeah. then... Why would you not give it a go?
1: Exactly. I don't know and I it's probably one of our favourite rides um at Cot that we, we always go on and enjoy um together and we always see people walking around and think, oh, that'd be cool to do one day. Um so we thought with with the honeymoon we'd we'd do those kind of experiences that we've we've not done before. So Yeah, we'll be rocking up day one, collecting our Happy Ever After Badges and rinsing dizzy for as much pixie dust as they like to call it, as as they they have on property. Pixie dust stands for free stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just in case you didn't know the lingo. But uh, no, thank you very much for that. Um, Right, well, in that case, I'll wrap this episode up. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much for joining me. Um, We are going to be going dark, pun intended, um next week because we will still be in orlando well actually technically when we'll be recording we'll be somewhere between miami and london um but no one will be around to record an episode next week so um we might record one later in the week possibly um but we might just take the week off so uh with that in mind if you don't already just subscribe it doesn't cost you anything and when a new episode drops you'll know about it um, and uh me and pedos will be back to talk about galaxy's edge when we do return so uh until next time we speak thank you for listening and hopefully i get to meet some of you at uh, universal studios over at the dark side why because we like you is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Having problems with your pharma-giles? Is your rectum sore from too much pooing? Can't shift those pesky hemorrhoids? Then you need Craig's Anusrite. Craig's Anusrite is made of a secret family recipe involving moisturiser, living herbs and spices and some top secret ingredients. You won't see your pals for a while when you use Crane's Angels Rite. Do not consume after midnight and seek special help if you do.